brethren it's a pleasure being here once again and uh, you know today will be where i actually closed off the topic on the abundant living and next week i'll start something new so today's topic will be be willing to count all things but lost to win christ and earth's lost so as i always share i'll be reading from the king james version bible today brethren and you know, all scriptures will be read from there. So, you know, I'll, I'll start. So, there was a time when poverty was so linked to Christianity that to be a true Christian, one had to own next to nothing. This notion was and is still a gross Christian misconception. For Job, who was declared to be the greatest man in the East, was also, by God's estimation, a perfect, upright, and God-fearing man. So, so for confirmation, one can read Job chapter 1, verse 1, Job chapter 2, verse 3. Today, however... The pendulum seems to have swung to the other extremity. For right standing with God, for many, is associated with the acquisition of much wealth. But one must ever remember that our Bible warns us to distance ourselves from those who teach that gain is godliness. So for confirmation, read 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 5. For godliness with contentment is great gain, said the Spirit of Wisdom, which is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. In the face of these conflicting positions, what then is the ideal Christian position? Now, if we are willing to receive it, the God-ordained position as articulated by the one whom God has set forth, to be the first human example from which all Christians should pattern their lives, as 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 16 states, has articulated the appropriate position for us in the following text. So I'll be reading from Philippians chapter 3, verses 78, which states, But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ? Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but down, 
that I may win Christ. So that was Philippians chapter 3, verses 78. Now, before I comment any further, two questions are in order. What does the apostle mean by this statement? And can we identify some of the all things, open and close brackets, he suffered the loss of in order to win Christ? So the following answers are advanced for your scrutiny. So I have four answers that I'll share. So the first answer will be, the apostle was willing to sacrifice his cherished Jewish heritage for the cause of Christ, as we read in Philippians chapter 3, verse 5. Answer number two, he sacrificed his former prestigious ecclesiastical position that allowed him access to high priestly approval in his quest to wipe out the early Christians. So that's read from Acts chapter 9, verses 1 to 2, Acts chapter 26, verse 12. Answer number three, in addition, he had to abandon his callistic link with the Sanhedrin for fellowship with Christ and his simple disciples. And the last answer, which is number four. Finally, he sacrificed a life of economic ease and prestige for a life of almost continuous persecution and privation. So brethren, some of the answers shared today are some of the things which the apostle counted but down and lost in order to win Christ. Now the question I'm going to ask you, are you then prepared to walk in that said pathway? And my answer will be, well, according to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 16, God expects you to do no less. Now, because the highly educated and economically well-placed apostle was willing to count all the above as dumb in order to win Christ, we have an abundance of divine riches with which we can enrich our spiritual and material lives. Brethren, if we hope to share the glories of heaven with the apostle Paul, we must be likewise prepared to sacrifice all for the cause of Christ in this or earthly life. End time saints and brethren, because the Bible is clear that the last days shall be characterized by deteriorating economic fortunes, this segment today may well be the most important throughout all the other segments that I've shared. And the reason why I said that is because of this fact. I am forced to return to the Old Testament to consider the life of a saint that lost everything, but yet maintained his faith in God. The saint in question is Brother Job. To be sure, brethren, Job at one time lost all of his wealth, as we read in Job chapter 1 verses 13 to 17. Then he lost all his children, as we read in Job chapter 1, verses 18 to 19. Those losses were then compounded by the grievous loss of his health 
as you read in Job chapter 2, verses 78. Then his wife, who should have been the last source of human comfort to him, wickedly advised him to curse God and die, as Job chapter 2, verse 9 states. Finally, he lost the respect and consolation of the religious fraternity of his day. So one can read Job chapters 4 through 25 for confirmation. Now the question I'm going to ask, brethren, why did this man whom God has declared to be perfect, upright, and God-fearing suffer such loss as no other living individual had ever suffered? Was it because he was afraid, as so many would like us to believe today? Not at all. Brethren, St. Job suffered the loss of all what was shared earlier. Simply because God bragged about him to Satan. So for confirmation, read Job chapter 1, verses 8 to 12, and Job chapter 2, verses 3 to 7. This fact makes Job one of the greatest men that ever lived on planet Earth. This conclusion, brethren, is not just my poor opinion. Read Ezekiel chapter 14, verses 1 to 23, underscoring verses 1, verses 14, sorry, and verse 20. And you will see that God himself has placed him with such great saints as Noah and Daniel whom he declared to be righteous. Therefore, my humble advice to all those who speak flippantly about Job's character is this. Fortify yourselves to weather some Job-like satanic attacks in the future. To be sure, brethren, brother Job was willing to count all things but loss in order to win Christ. And according to Job chapter 1, verses 13 to 22, Job chapter 2, verse 10, he did his best and succeeded in his quest. And time saints, are you willing to be true to your conviction as Job was to his in his day? Moreover, of the millions of saints of yesteryear who suffered the loss of all to win Christ, the following names come readily to mind. Martin Luther, that Christian reformer who, at the cost of his very life, sacrificed everything for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. And what a change to the history of Christianity he effected. Brethren, we are all beneficiaries of his sacrifice. Neither can one forget the sacrifice of Brother Wycliffe, who, at the cost of his very life, pioneered the translation of the English Bible. And on this matter of our acquiring our English Bible, we should never forget the contribution made by Brother Purvey, who continued the work started by Brother Wycliffe. Brethren, Apart from sacrificing a life of ease and prestige for one of persecution and privation, they both sacrificed their former, cherished, denominational affiliations for the cause and advancement of Christ's kingdom. Yes, brethren, 
millions have sacrificed their positions and their very lives for god's kingdom and christ's cause and millions more would be called upon to do the same are you willing to play your part and bring joy to jesus heart i trust you are for in these times of downsizing privatization and national destitution god is surely expecting us to count all things but dung and loss to win christ at all cost as we daily strive to win the lost in closing brethren remember this when brother job received the sad news that he had lost all his wealth and all his children <coughs> he humbly fell down upon the ground and worshiped read job chapter 1 verses 20 to 21. moreover according to the records that we have he neither sinned nor charged god foolishly for his faith as job chapter 1 verse 22 states are you willing to do the same if god were to use you as his showcase of faith in him think about it for it can happen to you brethren the prophet habakkuk has captured for us the ideal christian disposition that must be espoused by all end times christians if we ever hope to overcome in these economically treacherous times the following is crucial for all overcomers so it goes like this although the fig tree shall not blossom neither shall fruit be in the vines the labor of the olive shall fail and the field shall yield no meat the flock shall be cut off from the fold and there shall be no herd in the stalls yet i will rejoice in the lord i will joy in the god of my salvation so that's Habakkuk chapter 3 verses 17 to 18. so the above disposition brethren is the only one that befits overcomers all those who are still following the king for bread and fish today shall inevitably fall by the way for the crown is reserved for all those who are willing to count all things but loss in order that they might win christ at all cost moreover we must be willing to count all worldly things but dumb to win those promised glorious crowns for we dare not sacrifice the eternal for the temporal and because the things of this earth are by nature transitory we must set our priorities in light of eternity so in view of what was shared the probability and reality this poem i pray you'd consider carefully so it goes like this god gladly sacrificed his son from this earth's foundation and later on he sent him down when we were lost undone at heaven's loss he sought earth's lost and shouldered all the cost we then should count all things what loss to win christ and earth's lost you loudly sang redemption songs yet no one soul you've won but when god wanted many sons he sacrificed his son his divine son he gladly gave that you and i might live 
and shouldn't we also gladly give that others too might live? It's much too late to hesitate while millions seal their fate. For their souls' sake, we must awake and snatch them from hell's gate. To save earth's lost, Christ paid the cost on Calvary's rugged cross. We too must surely bear the cost to win earth's dying lost. Paul gladly counted all but loss to win Christ and earth's lost. Fame and renown he counted down to win eternal crowns. This very course millions have walked to win earth's dying lost. We too must count all things but loss to win Christ and earth's lost. So that poem was written by the late Brother Woodsworth Newman Caesar, which was a redeemed prodigal. So I share that with you today, brethren. So brethren, that's the end of my segment today. I will be live next week again. Remember to prepare yourselves for Jesus Christ's return because he will be returning soon. Pray without ceasing, brethren. Spend time and meditate upon the Holy Word. We need to strengthen ourselves for what lies ahead for the Christians and from these satanic attacks by Satan and his people. So brethren, have a safe and productive week. Remember, I will be live next week again. Bless, I love you, and Jesus Christ loves you.